Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk to Amanda Teague. Amanda, uh, from Drogheda originally, uh, made the headlines last year when she got married. Good evening to you, Amanda. Good evening. I love that because that's exactly what was in my mind when you were saying about the hands free. <laughs> Stop just say you're talking to my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honour, I wasn't talking to my wife on the phone. It was a spirit in the car beside me. <laughs> Great. It would love be a good it. excuse. Well, look, Amanda, you made the headlines last year. Uh, well, actually, it was uh, almost two years ago now when you got married, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm. But your marriage was a little bit different. It wasn't the kind of standard marriage, was it? No, it wasn't, though. It was no. a spiritual marriage or a post-human Jack, marriage. you married Jack. And yes. Jack yes. is a 300-year-old Haitian pirate. He's dead. Yes, well, correct. Okay, let's have a little background on that first. Like, where did, where did you meet Jack first? Or how did you meet Jack? Or how did you come across Jack? Just for people who don't know the story. Well, to cut it very, very short, I started learning how to do mediumship after my son died in 2010 because um, I wanted to know if there was anything in the afterlife or there wasn't. Um, So I wouldn't believe just going to somebody to get a reading done. So I had to learn how to do it myself. And when you say you had to learn how to do it, how do you... I mean, I thought that was a gift that people were given or something like that. I mean, how do you learn to do it? Do you have to kind of focus your mind on something or... Well, everybody has the ability. Uh, everybody has the same chakras. So everybody has the same ability to learn how to do mediumship, to learn how to, to, to access um, psychic gifts. Um, it's just a matter that not everybody wants to learn how to do it and not everybody opens themselves up Or some people it. just so, don't believe it, I suppose, as well. I, I, yeah, I, now, in fairness, Amanda, you're talking to the biggest cynic in the world here. So, I mean, you know, right. so, <laughs> but, but look, if you believe it, that's all that matters. I mean, one of my daughters is the biggest atheist you would ever come across. You yeah, well, know, look, I, I don't care because nothing, once you fine, believe us, you know. that's fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally cool with that, yes. Okay, so you um, you met Jack. I mean, when did he start talking to you first? So you learned how to do the mediumship. You were kind of in touch with the spirits, so to speak, and not the, not the bottles <laughs> type, uh, but you're in touch <laughs> no. with the spirits. And then what? one day this guy just comes to you and goes, Hi, I'm Jack. So pretty much, yes, I was just doing um, meditation, mediumship, and the spirit came in that I didn't know who it was, and he introduced himself, and this happened three times before I agreed to, you know, to, to connect with the spirit, and he just came in, and he said, I'm dead, you know, and I was like, yeah, I know that, because he was a bit cynical and witty. And did like he have an, well. do, do spirits, like, pardon my ignorance, like, but when you're doing mediumship, obviously you can hear something or feel something, do they have an accent, like, did he go, ooh, Amanda? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm no, ju- no, I'm, no, I'm genuine. Yeah. Do they have accents no, and stuff? It's, it's thought forms you get. So yes, you'll you'll kind of hear it in, in in a thought form. So you can hear it in your head, but you don't hear the physical voice. So yeah, you will hear what they sound like. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't sound like a typical. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> so, of Jack Sparrow here. You know what I mean? No, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think in the same thing that you know you would get the Irish and um, the Americans who think all the Irish sound like leprechauns. I mean, just listen to some of the voice actors they get for, for Irish people. Oh, I know, you know yeah. I think that is just a stereotype. You know, I don't think all Irish sound like that. Bigara. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so uh, how long were you how long were you dating him before you decide well obviously you were you were talking to him uh, you know through the spirit world or whatever uh, for a period hmm. of time. How long was that period exactly. of time? How long was that period of time um, before you decided to tie the knot? Um it would have been over a year um when we, when we finally got married. Um I suppose it was about 
seven or eight months in when we decided to have a spiritual relationship because I'd never, ever heard of that before. Neither did I. So when he suggested it to me, um, I had to go away and research it and ask people, you know, have you ever heard of this before? And surprisingly, a lot more people had heard of it than, you know, than what I expected. Um, certainly some of the people, you know, that had taught me, like the mediumship and all that, they, they were fully aware of it, you know, but I guess it's something that people just don't talk about in general very often. Um, no, it's because and, people would think they're know, mad, maybe. <laughs> That's probably why they would think <laughs> she's married yeah, or yeah. what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean... I'm assuming you didn't go out for dates and to the movies and to dinner and that kind of... That's not the kind of thing you would do because this person obviously doesn't exist in the real world. Well, not not, not in, in that sense. I mean, we didn't date as such. I mean, because um, I, I knew how to communicate and we knew how to do mediumship. So, yes, if I was out at the cinema or I was, you know, out, out somewhere and, you know, and I was trying to openly communicate with them. Yes, I couldn't communicate with them wherever I was. But, I mean, obviously it's not the same. You don't kind of say, hey, let's go to the movies tonight. You know, it, it, it doesn't work exactly like that way. So if I went did he have to a, a movie... Favorite, did he have a favourite pastime? Did he? Was there anything in particular well, he that loved, he seemed to enjoy you know, doing? Well, you know, like any other pirate, he loved rum, you know, when he was alive. Um, and obviously he loved the sea, but, you know, in... in in this day and I age, have a vi- I, mean? I have a vision of him yeah. now, Amanda. I can actually see yeah. this chap. <laughs> well, and I can see the hat. All he needs is a pirate or a little parrot on his shoulder, <laughs> and he'd be away. So the marriage. Well, you, you no, got- no, no luck with getting parrots in my house because I rescue dogs. So I've got six dogs. So yeah, the parrot probably wouldn't be good. Right. Idea. <laughs> okay. So you decided to get married. Now I, there was a picture of you in the paper at the time, and there you were in the wedding dress, the whole shebang, mm. you know, mm. and. There was no sign of Jack, but obviously we yeah, can't see well, him. <laughs> obviously, yeah. But cause... yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, people often say to me, you know, I get this a lot. You know, you oh, you're seeing things and hearing things that aren't there. This is all mediumship. This, I mean, I never physically heard his voice. I physically actually saw him sitting there and. Yeah, because he's me. not an apparition, so, is he? No, no, no. He, he's energy. So. I mean, in the same way that people believe that there's God or saints or angels, I mean, you you don't see them. You just say that they're there. Our people will say, I thought my guardian angel was there looking after me or whatever. You know, you don't see them. It's just like feeling energy. Or say if you go to a haunted building and you get that shiver up your spine and people say, oh, you know, somebody somebody was behind me or there was a spirit there. That's feeling energy. So, you know, it, he's energy, not matter. So, I mean, mm. you know, you can actually... You know, can you legally marry? Can you legally marry a dead person? Well, believe it or not, in some countries of the world, you can. It's It's like a posthumous wedding, isn't it? Yeah, posthumous marriage. You can do it in France, China, Haiti, and a few other kind of obscure countries. But they're kind of the main ones where it is legal. So, yeah, I mean, it is legal in certain places, but not in Ireland or England. Well, it's not illegal in Ireland or England, but there's just nothing in the law to say that, because you know... No, that, that because you nobody else has ever tried so, to do yeah, it before, so, yeah. Um, so we actually, the same as... Oh, well, I'm under kind of UK law because I'm, I I live in Northern Ireland now. Okay. But um, in the UK, if you go abroad to get married um, and you have your, your marriage certificate filled in by somebody who's legally allowed to perform a marriage and you come back, you can just declare yourself as married and show them your paperwork and, and that. And you not have married. to have a birth cert for the other person. Um, you know, when you go, when I got, yeah, yeah, when I got married, you had to show birth certs and things like that. and. Not to um, not to register your marriage if you got married abroad. So therefore, right. wherever you got married, you follow the laws there. So right. pretty much, 
in the same case, say, a Catholic priest can refuse to marry somebody who's divorced, but legally they can get married, but just a Catholic priest won't marry them because, you know, that's the rules of the church. Right. So say if it's a pagan priest who marries you, which was in my case was, who is legally allowed to perform marriages, as long as he's okay with it by his church rules per se, right. then, you know, then that's acceptable. So because he believes in mediumship and that the spirit can speak through somebody else, Therefore, that you was know, good enough for that, him. That was the verbal consent, right? You know, that he was accepting that you know the spirit did want to enter into this contract. So, okay, and in yeah. relation to your name, did you take his second name? What was his second I name, by the way? Teague is a second oh, name. Oh, Teague yeah, is a second <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, Teague is a second Okay, so that yeah, wasn't yeah, your original, yeah. okay, your, that's not your birth no. name. Okay, all right, because I was no, wondering where the name Teague no. came from. Okay, so Jack no. Teague was his name. Jack Teague. And by the way, did you yeah. did you do any research on Jack? Did you kind of have a little look in, in the history books or try I to find did. out where he came from or what he was or where he was from? Or I did a lot of research actually because that's kind of my thing. I love my research. Um, he had told me that he was a black man, and he had told me that um, he his mother was um, a slave woman um, who had been uh, raped by a white man. So that's pretty much how you know he came into being. Right. Um, so obviously, you know. Slaves, <laughs> you know, there wasn't a lot of work there. So from that point of view, I draw drew a blank. However, he told me that in my family tree, that if I went back a few generations, that I would find there was a Teague in my family tree. So that was something I could research because obviously, you know, I know who my parents, grandparents are, or whatever. So um, my my or uh, my maternal side was from the west of Ireland. So when I looked into that, um, two three three generations back, yes, there was a Teague. My great great grandmother maiden name of Teague. So I couldn't have known that. So when I found that out, that was one of the deciding factors for me that he was who he said he was because before that, you know... Might be an unusual name. I mean, where was he from? He's a Haitian pirate. So where was he from? Well, his father apparently was of Irish descent, so that's why. Right, okay, that's where you got Teague, Teague from. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. okay, so you decided to get married, but you didn't get married on land. You decided to go seafaring uh, to get married yeah. in the sea. Um, yes, on on international waters, because right. obviously being legal somewhere in the world and somebody legally allowed to form the marriage, you know, that was kind of the loophole, so to speak. Right, and were there many <laughs> guests at the wedding? How many, how many guests were there at the wedding? Um, on the boat, we could only bring, um, I think it was 22 or 24 people, but then we obviously had a reception afterwards and there was about 60, 60, 70 people at that. So, and, yeah. Right, and so he would have been at the top table, I suppose, with you, <laughs> an empty seat beside. Did you, did you put an empty seat beside you? No, no, we kind of had a buffet style. Thing, right, okay, so. <laughs> right, okay. And throughout the relationship, I'm going to come to the end of the relationship in a second, sadly, but uh, throughout the relationship, I mean, obviously the marriage wasn't consummated, although I believe that at one stage you feared you were pregnant, but that turned out to be a non-thing. That didn't happen in the end. Well, that kind of links into how the marriage ended, because... Uh, well, was there intimacy? The I mean, how, how can you have intimacy, Amanda? Issues, well, in the same way that I said about feeling energy, you know, that people will feel a shiver up their spine, they'll feel like a spirit touched them or whatever, you know, that is feeling energy. So to feel a spirit touching you in an intimate way is obviously, again, it's something that you learn how to do. It's called transmediumship. So you kind of get yourself into a trance-like state where you feel the energy of the spirit. Um, so again, that took quite a lot of practice. I had to learn how to do transmediumship. So it wasn't something that just happened. But I mean... Just taking away from the fact that that's the way I did it. 
I mean, if you look in the Bible, incubus, succubus, I mean, it's very well documented over the centuries that spirits have had sexual relationships with the humans. There were several well, The only time I've ever seen that was well. in the, the movie The Entity, which was quite entity, violent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that is a quite, a, quite a big one. Uh, Anna Nicole. But that was quite violent. Uh, that one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, quite a few celebrities have claimed that they've had sexual um, trysts with, with with spirits. So it's yeah, but we would we would put that down to them probably being you know maybe needing some mental health problems <laughs> at the time. No, I mean genuinely, if you, if somebody yeah. kind of said that to you, look, I was raped by a spirit or I had sex with a spirit, you would probably put it down to maybe you know you might need to see somebody. But in your case, I'm not suggesting that. By the way, I'm just saying that in your case, you yeah. genuinely believed that you were with well, this I person think every for every year and a half. It's different. I yeah. mean, there is no doubt about it that people do suffer with schizophrenia and people do have horrible hallucinations. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that it isn't true. I mean, it does happen. Did you ever doubt yourself, Amanda, during that period of time, and I've got to come to your divorce in a second, but during that period of time, did you ever doubt yourself and think, maybe I'm just hearing voices in my head, I'm going a bit mad. Did you ever doubt yourself? Well, because I had done mediumship for about five years before Jack came in, I kind of knew the difference between my own thoughts and, and, you know, what what was spurred coming in. However, obviously, when he told me initially that he was a pirate from the 1700s, yes, I did. I did say, because I was writing a book about piracy, a novel at the time, and I did think that potentially it was a product of my own brain. And I didn't really believe it was genuine until I actually found out about the, the family connection with the Teague. Because then I was like, no, this can't be my own brain because I couldn't have known that. So well, It would have yes, been quite a lonely, I mean, with respect, it would have been quite a lonely relationship. Because, okay, I know you're saying he was there in spirit, but not in body. I mean, you know, we all want company. We like a cuddle and we like a snuggle and we like to sit down and watch telly with our partners and go places and hold hands. And So it was a bit of a lonely relationship, wasn't it? Do we all want that? Are, How are we, we do. conditioned? Because I, I would kind of identify more on the asexual spectrum. I am very independent and I've never really kind of felt the need for that. But in a way, I, you know, society has made me always feel like, you know, yeah, you do need a plus well, one. Well, no, it's not just yeah, society. It's not a social construct. It's human nature. We, we like to be with, you know, somebody we love and we like the physical contact of another person. See, I don't, honestly. I really Did you have don't. boyfriends and you know, before or girlfriends, but whatever, I don't know, whatever uh, you're into. Yes, you... I've had both actually. I've right. had boyfriends and girlfriends and I was married before, um, to, to a physical man. Um, but I really just did that because I was in Catholic Ireland and you know, it was the expected were of like, you. when are you gonna get married? When are you gonna get married? So, you know, and it didn't work out. Um, Are your parents still with us, by the way? Are your parents still alive? My mother sadly died um, after I got married to Jack. My dad is still alive. And what did your parents think of you marrying a a, a 300-year-old pirate? My dad just is not into it at all. My mother came around. (laughs) um, Before she died, my mother came around to it, and she was was always very scared of the supernatural sort of stuff, and she, she was quite kind of wary of it. But she actually did end up feeling Jack's energy one night and then that's when she kind of came around she was like mm, yeah, did okay. she go to the wedding believe. did she go to the she wedding she did she did she didn't go to the one on the boat because she had um, mobility problems but she did go to the reception my right. dad not, didn't go to any of them so right okay yeah okay, yeah. okay so now <laughs> let's let, so let's get to the part where you, something happened in the relationship and I, I believe Jack became quite violent well, what happened was after after the wedding, um, I started to get all these mysterious health uh, issues, which I never had before. And again, you can turn around and say, "Yeah, well, this happens. You know, people get sick or whatever." 
but it was the timeline just was very odd. And I mean, I, I, I did hear about possessions and, you know, and all that kind of thing can make you ill if you've got negative spirits or demonic spirits around you. So there was only one person who had ever said to me that what I was doing was dangerous and I just kind of dismissed him. But then all these health problems started to build up and other little kind of red flags like lots of bad luck would happen and stuff like that. And then when I would communicate other spirits that I would know, like my spiritual team, didn't want to be around Jack. So all these things were building up to the point that I actually got so ill last year in June that I actually got sepsis and I almost died. Um, the thing that made me realize that it was the spiritual work that I was doing in Jack was that there was a period of about six weeks that he and I fell out. And I had no communication with him at all. And during that whole six weeks, my health dramatically improved. And when you say you fell out, like what? You you tried to communicate, but there was no sign of him. He was off no, somewhere else. No, it was. I I, I, I I was really cross with him about something, so I cut off communication. So, so you actually, like, I don't want to you actually to had a row with his spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so fell I out with like, him. Yeah, right, I okay. Fell out with him. So, so I cut off communication for six weeks, and my health dramatically improved. Right. Then, I, the two days after the communication started again, I got really ill again. I was like, mm, something's not right. So you put two and so, two together, yeah. Yeah, so ultimately it, it, it ended up in me having an exorcism in December. But the really strange thing about it is that as soon as I had the exorcism, the all the strange health issues, they all disappeared and I haven't had any issues with them since last December. So my daughter, who's an atheist, a full-on atheist, she'll say to me to this day, it's just a coincidence. And, you know, yeah, maybe it is. I'm not going to say it's not, maybe. Sounds it's like a coincidence, but it's a right. very, yeah. It's a very odd coincidence that all the issues started when I got married. When I cut off contact with him, I got better. And when I got back with him, I got sick again. Then when I had the exorcism, they all disappeared. Well, maybe you were sick because you were so, kind of focusing so much on this thing that your daughter believes doesn't even exist. So maybe, maybe that's why you felt sick, because you were putting so much energy and focus into this well, relationship. Because it's a tough relationship, you know, wasn't it? I do look at it now as well as I mean you know we're here living a physical existence and whether you believe there's something out there or there's not I mean we'll be dead long enough I think just focusing on on the dead speaking to the dead and just obsessing over the dead in itself is unhealthy mm-hmm. oh and look you know whatever I mean look people know your story they know it all now they've just heard most of it now and you, we would have heard <laughs> it on TV last year as well and it was in the newspapers yeah, as well so, alright and, but, and mm-hmm. look you know personally speaking I'm an atheist I'm like your daughter but I have no problem with you at all. If you want to believe all that, that's completely your business, right? And I'm sure... And there's a lot of people who do believe in it, you Absolutely. Know? I'm um, sure there's some yeah, of my listeners yeah. intrigued by it, right? But in saying that, right, you know, there's a lot of listeners who be thinking, she's mad as a brush. And you know that as well. And you, you expect oh, that, yeah. of course, right? But what mm. you didn't expect after your TV appearances and after being in the papers and everything else, you didn't expect death threats. And, no, and the abuse no. that you got, the shocking yeah. abuse that you got online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's bad. As I said, like, I mean, I'm an activist. I mean, I, I accept that, you know, my spiritual beliefs and, you know, my beliefs in other areas. But not everybody's going to share that. And that's fine, you know. And I've no And you expected a few laughs and a few titters yeah. and, you know, and people and to make a bit of fun of you. Fun, yeah. Like, you know, I have a Betty Shivered or Timbers and just nonsense <laughs> like that, you know. I, I mean, didn't, I didn't I hear that one. That was a good one. There, there's loads of them. The best one that I've read so far is woman divorces ghost husband because he gave her a pain in the butt. And, of course, one of the issues I had was perineal abscesses. So I loved that headline. I mean, I was laughing 
so loud at it. So, yeah, I mean, I can enjoy a joke about it as well. Of course I can. But, I mean, messages that I was getting, like, literally somebody messed me 2 a.m. in the morning and said they were going to come and burn my house down in the middle of the night with me in it. I know where you live. Uh, I mean, people making comments about my dead son, um, people, you know, I mean, because, you know, as I said about my dog, people. Your son, like, you're you just, know, my, just to I, let I, people know, your son died very young. I, I know. I'm, yeah, for yeah. three months. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that was long before the Jack thing started. So, I mean, that has no relevance to the story, nor should it have, you know, Yeah, nor should it be brought into it, no. Yeah, exactly. Apart from, you know, that's why I got into my spirituality, but to, to try and link it in and you know, make a laugh out of, was it, you know, was was it a ghost baby that she had with the pirate that died and stuff like that? That's just in really bad taste, you know? Yeah. And I mean, some of them really malicious comments. I mean, another one that I, I thought was really shocking was like, oh, bring back the lunatic asylum. People with mental illness that should be thrown in and the, the key thrown away and stuff like that. I mean, I don't suffer with mental illnesses. I do suffer with a little bit of post-traumatic stress disorder after the sepsis. And, I, you know, I'll put my hands up to that. But, I mean, that's very common in somebody that's had, you know, that's almost died from an illness. But before that, I didn't have any mental health but, issues. No, well, look, I mean, the, way I, the way I look at it is, look, as long as, you're do. do, you're not, as long as you're not doing any harm to anybody else and yeah. you have your belief in what you believe in, I don't but believe it, but you do. But there's a lot of people out there that have serious mental health issues. And if they look at something like that, oh, bring back the mental asylum, throw everybody in with mental health issues, I mean, how's that going to make them feel? I mean, nowadays, it's all about trying to, you know, to, you know, make people feel comfortable, you know, people that do have mental health issues, trying to help them to, you know, become a part of society. Not, do you know, do you you know, know what makes me laugh? Like what that. makes me laugh, right, there's a text in there at the moment that says, no, are you really interviewing a woman who says that she sees a person in the sky and marries them? And I, what I'll say to that person is that probably the majority of my listeners and three quarters of the population of the world believe there's a man in the sky that built the world. So for if you believe in that, why can't Amanda believe in what she believes in, right? Totally. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, that's, so, that's what I do say to people. All right. Now, but what you want to do is because they got so serious in relation to, you know, the abuse you were getting, as I said, you're quite happy to accept a little bit of flack and a bit of few laughs and have people having a pop at you, but you weren't, you're not willing to accept it, nor should you willing to accept people wanting to burn your house down or kill you or bring your child into it, uh, your late son who died. I mean, all that kind of stuff is just sick. And and you've now decided... And not that, only that, I mean, one of I have three adult daughters. I mean, one of my teenage daughters got abused. Um, I'm also in the entertainment bin, business and I manage um, a drag queen called Delicious O'Toole. Um, she started to get abused. Events that she was at, people started to put up nasty stuff on events that I was running. And so that's interfering with my business as well. And other, you know, other people who are my clients are right. getting abused. I mean, that's not okay because my business and my work has absolutely nothing to do with that kind of story. Now, somebody that I work with shouldn't certainly be getting abused. Yeah, there's a lot. You know? I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, I, I work in media. I get lots of abuse on Twitter, right? Uh, and <laughs> all the time. But but in saying that, I also believe you're right. There's a line people shouldn't cross. For example, if people yeah. ever mention my family or my children or certain things or they get personal, there's a line people shouldn't cross. If they want to disagree with me on things that I talk about in the show, that's fine. Or call me a fool or whatever they want to call me, that's grand. But there's a line people shouldn't cross. So what you want to yeah, do now is... there's a personal line. There's you as a, you know, as a public figure and there's you as a person. And people who don't know you as a person does not have the right 
to make judgments or malicious comments about your person or your family or people you work with because no. they don't know it, any of them, you know? So you, so you yeah, started I, a campaign yeah. uh, and you're calling yeah. on social media companies to crack down on online bullying. So basically mm-hmm. what you're saying is when you open an account, you should have to provide photo ID. And well, it's just- if your account gets reported for whatever reason, you fall out with somebody and they, they, they contact Facebook and say that person's using a fake name. Even if you're not using a fake name, Facebook will ask you to provide photo ID because it's happened to me and happened to several people I know. So why, if they can do that, why when you open the account first, why don't you have to show your ID then? That way they would save themselves all that trouble of cracking down on fake accounts, plus it would make people traceable. You know, so say somebody does make a death threat to you, you know, they verify that account with their name and, and their details. So, I mean, if anything did happen, that person is traceable. Say hate speech. You know, and people would think twice about putting up, I mean, you want to see the homophobic, racist comments that have been put up about stuff as well, about the people I work with. I mean, I mean, that's hate speech, which is against law. You can't do that. So, I mean, those kind of people that are putting up comments like that, they would think twice if they knew that they were traceable and they were answerable for that. Well, you're right, you're right, because when I'm on Twitter, the people who give me the most amount of abuse are people usually with anonymous accounts, people who actually use their real names. Uh, okay, they'll disagree with you, call you a fool or whatever, but they won't uh, put up, you know, personal or shameful or horrible co- bullying type comments. And I think, I, yeah. you know, I think something good has come out of what you did and what you did people have their opinions on a lot of people think you know ah she's nuts or whatever that's grand that's their you know that's their point of view they're quite entitled to believe that way and there's some people listen who will think ah yeah she's in touch with the spirits because they believe in all that kind of stuff too but you know people need to see that I'm so much more than that I'm an ordinary person I have a family you know I have a business you know um, you know I have so many other things that I do and you know yeah that's one thing that I did two years ago and whether you think it was crazy or it wasn't crazy it's something I did and mm-hmm. it's something I went public with, you know, maybe I should Do you regret have, it? You know. Do you regret going public? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, from what yeah, you're telling of. me I mean, and what happened to you Well, probably. actually, how I went public in the beginning is with, I was sharing all this stuff on my Facebook, and actually one of my friends off Facebook sold the, 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 the story to the newspaper to begin with. So at that point, it was already out there. So then I was like, well, you know, I might she as well. She sold go, the story? Know. Yeah. Did she, she get a few quid, like? I'm pretty sure she did. I don't. Yeah, she not give you half. Anymore. You should have. You, you should have got a few quid yeah. out of that. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, well, you know, if it's out there now, I might as well make the best of it. <laughs> you know. And try and get a few I quid did. for myself you know, out of it too. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. That that's what happened. You know, I mean, so technically, I was kind of put in that position to begin with. You know, that you know, the story it, it literally went into the mirror, and I didn't even know anything about it until somebody rang me and says, "Do you want it?" you might want to take a look at the newspaper. Yeah, and then you ended up on television and everywhere else as well. Yeah, yeah well, obviously at that point, once it had gone out there, I actually contacted the paper to try and, and get it taken off, but I couldn't. So at it's that point, late. it just went viral. So then I was like, well, you know, I might as well just roll Run with it now at this yeah. point. Yeah, but I mean... You know, and so again, I, I do say that you did expect yeah. you did expect to get a bit of a backlash, and you did expect people, you know, to to call you mad or whatever, and that's fine. You accepted all. To be all honest, that. I didn't really think it was going to get as big as what it did. I kind of thought, you know, it'll be in a couple of papers, and then it'll blow over, and that'll be the end of it. But I mean, it literally went viral. So I really wasn't expecting it to become as big a deal as what yeah, it and did. And you certainly didn't expect any um, death threats. That wasn't acceptable. Uh, certainly no. not. No. no, and I I thought it would have literally blown over by now because you know I kind of thought well. It's over, I've moved on, you know. So, you know, people need to kind of see that, you know, yeah, she's a woman who married a tiger two years ago, but you know what, she's doing this now and she's doing that now and just kind of move on and let me get on with my life. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, unfortunately, it's, 
still kind of following me around like a plague. And as I said, you know, not just... Well, look, if something good comes out of it, something good might come out of it because you have started this campaign uh, for social Mm. media uh, companies to try and get on board. To take responsibility. Because I do feel I've got a duty of care to make sure that the people who use their their accounts, you know, uh, um, are, are safe. And okay. I mean, obviously, you're never going to crack down on it completely. No. But I mean, I do think that if, you know, if ID was necessary to open the accounts, I think it would be some level of protection there. All right. Well, look, I wish you the best of luck with that, Amanda. And I'm on your side, certainly, when it comes to, you know, the, the, the those companies making sure that people are are responsible for the comments that they put up. I have no problem mm-hmm. with free speech. I have no problem with people putting up whatever they want to put up as long as they stand behind it. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. All right. Yeah. Listen, thank you, Amanda, and thank you for taking the time to take a call today. All right, I appreciate it. All Brilliant. Right. Thank you so much. Have All right. Night. See you. Bye. 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 There you go. Um, quite an interesting story. And, you know, for all the people who turn around and say, well, you know, she's mad as a bag, a bag of spiders, and, you know, sure, look, how could you marry a 300-year-old ghost? Um, you sure, look, sure, it's a figment of her imagination. You could say the same about all religions, couldn't you? It's just a figment of your imagination. Three quarters of the population of the world believe in a person in the sky. And yet you'll have a pop at her. I don't believe her. I don't have to believe her, but I believe that she believes it. Just like I don't have to believe when people tell me they believe in God. But I believe that you believe it, and I respect that. And as long as you're not doing any harm to anybody else in the process, well and good. She didn't do any harm to anybody else. Just happened to get into the newspapers and she ended up on the television. She might have made a few quid out of it. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.